I was channeling Ed Sullivan. <laughs> you channeled Ed Sullivan terribly. Yeah, I did. The, I did. That's it, the worst Ed Sullivan I've ever heard. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> Welcome to the intro. I'm Josh Anderson. I'm Bob Galen. Let's do something a little different with the intro. I I don't like change, Josh. You don't? No. Oh. No. That's a problem. That's why, have you noticed, I don't. I never wear a different, I always wear the same shirt when we do the Medicast. Is that why you I always wear the talking? same pair of underwear. I, I just, I don't like change. <laughs> I don't like diversity. I just like the, the same old, same old. Well, you know what, Bob? Let's Let's talk it out. Let's work through that together. So... Okay, like uh, open open our minds, yeah, and to and you know different diverse yeah. teams. Let's do it. Let's do Let's that. Talk about that diversity, Metacasters. Onto the episode. Onto the shoe. Welcome to the Metacast. I'm Josh. Anderson. I'm Bob Galen. Hey, Metacasters. Good morning, Vietnam. <laughs> I don't even. What percentage of our listenership do you think gets that reference? Do you get that reference? Yes, I do remember the movie. The, yeah. the late, great Robin Williams. That is May he rest in peace. Yeah. Yes. That was one of his coming. Uh, that was like. It I was think, like part of the resurgence. Right? I think. He had so. this like comeback. Trail. I think that was it. That was on the yeah. comeback, right? I, yeah. think, I think that started it actually. So in case you can't tell, Bob is ready to roll this morning. I'm not sure how I feel about this. Metacasters, he, he's giving me the evil eye for something. You're giving me that look. Like you're just, sitting here with the Boston Strangler or something. I am right? just, I think it's just I'm on the defensive. You you know, that is yeah. the look, right? Yeah, that's it. That's really it. Like I'm on my heels, a little worried about what's going to happen. What, what's this guy going to operate well, like? What's our topic today? Uh, these are the. This is the hard bit series, yes. Josh. Did you notice that juxtaposition where I took it? I turned this into back on point. Did you notice that? Yeah, it really is catching everybody off. Yeah, off guard. Yeah. But I did it very well. You and, did it. And, and <laughs> <laughs> All right, so today's topic, now that Bob got us on topic and then off topic, and then I've got us back on topic, today's topic is diversity. 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 I'm queeling. <laughs> Oh no, I'm queeling. I'm feeling quite diverse at the moment. So, Josh, yes. hard, no, no, this is the hard bits. Yes. So, hard bits of diversity. Uh, doing it, I think. Considering it. Why don't you? Why don't you share? Why don't I pass the baton to you, and you and you can start by sharing a story, like one of your challenges with diversity. What is, what is sort of your biggest challenge? You guys are doing hiring and stuff. Yeah. So actually, here's something I started working on over the weekend. One of the things that I'm trying to be more intentional about is hiring for diversity. Like I always said, yeah, I I want to hire for diversity, but like that that's the extent of where I went. I didn't go beyond that. I didn't actually try and change the way we operated in, in our recruiting patterns to 
make that happen. So it was just this like, I'm saying this, but I'm not really doing anything. So now the attempt is changing that. And I actually, in working with our talent acquisition team, have really started to dig into that. And we're posting in many different places than we have historically trying to get our job opening in front of more and diverse eyeballs. So, so that with the intent that our applicants become more diverse. Cool. That, that didn't translate into candidates coming across the desk of higher diversity. So then I started thinking, well, gosh, what can I, what can I do? So started talking to various people across the industry. And this is something that is a problem. So I actually over the weekend thought of, Hey, like what if, what if I built a website that where if I want to hire for diverse talent, this is where I post. Right. Is there such a thing now? No, there really? isn't. And so I got all excited and then I started like looking into the law of the situation and I think people are sidestepping it because of, I think it was title seven or something like that, where you cannot hire or not hire based on skin color or age or any other thing that can be measured, right? Besides just the skill of a person. So it appears, and hopefully a listener out there hears this and says, hey, Josh, like you're misinterpreting the law. And um, let me educate you a little bit because that would be cool for everybody because I imagine I'm not the only person that is listening to this. I'm not listening to I guess I'm listening to it right now. But um, that is listening to this and thinking, yes, I actually want to hire from a more diverse talent pool. So what can I do to make that happen? And it was my interpretation and in reading the law in that you cannot go say, I am going to hire somebody that is not white. It appears to me that's against the law. Just as it's against the law to say, I am not going to hire you, Bob, because you are too old or whatever. Like there, there, there are, there are laws that prevent that a good thing. Okay. Right. But in trying to. That wasn't to, a crack at all at me at, at my age. No. No. It was just an example. An Bob. example. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. All right. Did I offend you? Of course not. Okay. <laughs> so really? So again, that's my interpretation. And so that made me kind of realize, oh, maybe that's why there's not a website out there that solves this. So hopefully there's someone across our listenership that is more educated than I am on this and can fix that or help me understand how to get around that. Because that's one of the things that we're trying to do. And okay, we, we tried, we didn't get as much as we hoped for. So now we're going back and making changes and trying to do better. So you can't target a race and say, I'm going to hire Blarg. That is my interpretation of the law. Right. Wow. Which the intent is to prevent people from not hiring 
somebody of color. But in right. reality, if you go the opposite, if you flip it 180 degrees, like I am not going to yeah. continue hiring. Did you get confirmation from your HR? No. So this was a discovery over the weekend. Over the weekend, as okay. I started to dig into this because it was one of those like head scratchers for me of like, hey, wait a minute, like why doesn't this exist? Like yeah. I would like to go to a place um, that I can go and look at jobs where we are specifically targeting candidates of diversity and start there. But it appears that may not be legal. Yeah. Well, that would make sense as to why something like that wouldn't exist. Right. right? Yeah. Because it's, it's not, I mean, there's been a need for that. So that, that sort of makes sense to me. I mean, I'll kick in as we were talking about it. I'll I'll tell, I'll try to make it quick. Um, this was from years ago. I don't know if I've told this story on the Metacast before. If I did, it's been a long time Mm -hmm. ago. Um, but there was a guy, uh, and his, his real name is Doug Wilton, and I was working at uh, Bell & Howell. So it was my first, so this was around 96 to 90, to 2000. And um, I was working at Bell & Howe as like a director of a software development group. And I, I woke up one day, and I, I looked around, and I was like, it was like we were in Dockerville. So everyone had khaki dockers, right, and button-down shirts, it was like every, I mean, I had probably had 60 people in my department. Uh, and then at the time in, refle- in reflecting, uh, it was all guys. Mm-hmm. So it was all men. Uh, so the demographics were Dockers, button down uh, Oxford shirts. <laughs> right. Uh, probably late 30 somethings to early 50 somethings. Mm-hmm. It was very narrow, all white guys. I remember hiring Betsy. Uh, as a developer, she worked at Kodak or something, and she moved down here from Rochester. And I, we were like high fiving. It was like holy. It, it was like our first woman right mm-hmm. in the department, and it was a huge deal. Uh, and my, one of my biggest concerns was how's Betsy going to feel coming into Dockerville? Um, and the, and I I wanted to be disruptive, and we weren't intentionally doing Dockerville, but what happened is we sort of hired ourselves. Mm-hmm. We fell into the trap. So it wasn't, it, it wasn't malicious or anything. It wasn't, it wasn't strategized. It wasn't planned, but I woke up and I'm like, Holy, I looked around. I'm like, Holy crap. Yeah. What have we done? So then this Doug, I get this resume came across my desk, Doug Welton and Doug Welton was what? Uh, African American. And he was, um, he had what he was, he had an acting. He was, so he was looking for a, he had a project management background. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I wanted to hire him as an agile project manager. This was sort of pre agile. Mm-hmm. And, um, but he had a, a really strong drama background. I forget what else he did. I think he had, I think he had done some, he had been a clown for mm-hmm. a while. It was just really interesting background on paper. Right. And then I talked to him. Uh, I did a phone interview and I was like, I, I mean, I was like intrigued. I was like, holy crap, Doug would be great for us. Then Doug came in for a person, in-person interview with me. I used to do that. Well, he came in with, all I remember is these rainbow suspenders with little thingies on them. I, I remember, uh, so he had a huge afro, rainbow suspenders, some some kind of baggy pants, and a really bright shirt on. And like... Uh, what are those old sneakers, basketball sneakers? Chuck Taylors. Chuck Taylors, right? And this is the interview. And you know I'm a little picky about how people dress in yeah. the interview, right? And Doug comes rolling in. Uh, and, and he had a lot of Apple experience at the time. So Apple was very artsy, right? Mm-hmm. Apple, using Apples. 
And I was just blown away. And uh, long story short, we hired him. But I had to do so much prep with the interview team, <laughs> right, yeah. to, to prep. And it, and it was really hard for me because I had to explain my intentions uh, but not skew the audience. I mean, I wanted an honest interview, but I wanted an open-minded interview. Because mm-hmm. they knew – so he he was not – Doug was not Dockerville, let right. me tell yeah. you. Uh, one of the best hires I ever made. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, I, and I was intentionally saying – so sometimes I think when we're talking about racial context – Oh, you know, or black, you know, people of color. I think we, I was thinking disruption, right? As a, so I wasn't thinking racial disruption. I was thinking just disruption. We need, we need an injection of something else. Yeah. And, and uh, Doug brought that. He, he brought it incredibly. And, and the group integrated with him really well mm-hmm. initially. I mean, he found his niche. He, he might have changed a little, but not too much with us but he just brought in this wonderful he just changed us one difference p- person who was different mm-hmm. a disruptor changed us and i thought I'd, i i but it was i think part of what i'm trying to say is i think you have to take risks sometimes yeah. right you have to be willing you have to have the aha moments you have to be willing to take risks you have to really be willing to explain to the troops what you're trying to achieve yeah. and defend it but in a balanced fashion any reactions to that story so I, my first hiring run looked very similar. I, just like you, I turned around, looked at our team and realized I had hired a bunch of me's and I started. Oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my God. So uh, if you're out there and it's your first time hiring, it feels like there's a pretty high likelihood that you're making the same mistake that Bob and I made. And again, no one goes about this intentionally. What it is, which again, this is the problem, is that it's comfortable, it feels safe hiring something that looks, walks, talks like what you perceive to be successful, which is yourself, right? So that is how we systematically create the situation that we're in. So we have to systematically stop doing that and, and in it's fact, not just over us, rotate right? and do yeah it's not just us like the hr as you yeah. were talking about i was thinking about your company so it's not just in my head like i had to change my whole like at that time i was doing team-based interviewing so i had to make that case if you will or explain it mm-hmm. or balance the change with my entire team and talk about it and then hr is bringing these people in or finding these people I had to explain the intent to them. Yeah. So it's so it's in our head, but it's systemic. There's like a systemic shift that has to happen, right? Right. And so again, that's why I got to this like there needs to be a solution out there because the company I work at, we are really intentional about fixing this problem. Like this is front of mind from top to bottom across the organization. So we're doing our darndest and we haven't figured it out yet. So that that's the that's the thing that I want to make sure that people understand is that we are so like screwed up as a society that we're working our tails off and we haven't figured it out yet. So there's so much to do. So I really beg slash encourage people to start the discussions with your hiring team right now and get comfortable that it's going to take a little bit. And you're going to have to work your tail off because if we don't like take an active part 
and trying to change things, then we'll just continue to be in this situation and say, boy, this isn't good. But we, as leaders across the industry, have to not allow this to continue. So you've got to do something different. You've got to try something different and And not just accept, well, this is the way it is. Well, and the hard bit of it, bringing it back to our theme, the hard bit, it's multiple, it's multiple faceted. I think the hard bit is one recognition. Mm -hmm. It's hard to recognize it, to have the epiphany personally. Then it's hard to shift the organization. Then it's hard to find folks, Mm -hmm. right? And to, to actually start changing things. Um, so I think all of those things, like that's a fundamental shift, like change. Like it's equivalent to me of an agile transformation. Mm-hmm. It's probably of that same scope, right? Mm-hmm. Like the amount of change churn behind the cultural change that has to happen. Can I bro- – go ahead. So I think that's a great point. Uh, many of you that are listening have been wrestling with a cultural shift, trying to create a cultural change – through Agile in how people work. This is the same thing. This is no different of you are trying to change the culture of your organization and how you attract and retain talent. So what I'd like you to do, I'd like everybody to hit the pause button after I finish the sentence and take like 30 seconds and run through the org chart. How diverse is your team? Welcome to our minute of diversity and inclusion. And Metacasters, it's short and sweet because the entire, we felt strongly uh, that we needed to invest the entire episode around diversity. So we hope you're enjoying it and we hope you're learning something from it. And hang on to the end because we we throw the gauntlet down at the Mm. end. So hang in there for the gauntlet and take it. Okay. Everybody's back. You thought about it you've likely realized, holy crap, we are not very diverse. Dockerville. Dockerville, right. Do they still make Dockers? I, uh, you're asking the wrong guy. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. There was an epiphany. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You just need to look at your face. What? I, you're asking me? I can remember when I started and my mom was like, we, we need to go buy you some Dockers. <laughs> great i didn't like i didn't yeah i didn't know like okay i guess this is what you do right so like that's part of it is that as you're brought into the workforce there is something that's preparing you be it your family or your university or something that says this is how you enter the workforce and fit in and look like everybody else and you know become a cog in that giant machine Right. So go and like we're going to take you to Coles, Josh, and we're going to buy you seventy-five pairs of Dockers. Hooray! Can I broaden the and and we're talking about racial diversity mm-hmm. and social equity, Black Lives Matter, and that's the that's the the centerpiece of what we're talking about. But I also want to broaden it so we're not just focusing on that. I'll tell another quick story. Uh, years ago, I hired at I contact Michael's Michael Pell's Sherman, and Michael Pell Sherman. Uh, was Jewish. Michael Paul Sherman looked very Jewish. He was, he had a PhD in music mm-hmm. from a uh, college in California. Uh, he was in, uh, he played piano, as I recall. Yes. Uh, he, so, so, so he had a, uh, a jazz quartet. Mm-hmm. 
that he was active in uh, in the area. And he was uh, looking to come to us as a, a PHP developer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I even think he didn't have PHP. I think he had Java or something at the time. And we hired him. And so what I'm, what I'm broadening the diversity is, and Michael, Michael was maybe 40 something. So, so at eye contact, that was older. Right. So there was an age disconnect, a religious disconnect or atypical for us at the time, uh, a degree mm-hmm. disconnect and a technology skills disconnect. And we hired him. And the, again, it was the same thing. We were looking for disruptors at the yeah. time. We were looking for diversity. We were looking for something different. Um, and he, I just remember him because of technical, like we would have normally not hired him. Right. Uh, because of his degree. Yeah. We've talked about degree bias mm-hmm. in here and how you don't have, you grew away from that if you ever had it. Yeah. Um, oh, I had it. It was bad. But I'm, but I'm broadening it. So Metacasters, I'm just trying to say the level of difficulty or the hard bit is also don't just be myopic. It's like broad diversity. Like the question Josh asked earlier, look at, how many women do you have? How many odd degrees do you have? How many folks do you have that worked in the Peace Corps? How many? I don't. I don't care. I'm just yeah. broad experiential diversity, um, so that you're creating like this melting pot with an emphasis on people of color, right? With, yeah. an, with an emphasis on that. Uh, what do you think about that? I agree completely. My my approach to hiring is that I want to hire. For diversity, both the kind you can and can't see. Because when I started hiring, probably similar mistakes to the ones you made. Um, this is how I was brought into the industry. If you don't have computer science, forget it. Then my second job, I worked for a guy that I respected the crap out of. And I found out he never even went to college. So that was like, wait a minute. Like you can, you can be this good without going to college, without getting computer science. So then I started like paying attention and like, wait, that person. And that person and that person, man, and they're all really, really good. And the best team that I ever built, 25% had a computer science degree. And then the varying backgrounds across the board um, from no degree self-taught to astrophysics to literature to you name it, it was the entire span. And that brought a diversity of ideas, a diversity of approaches, just a diversity of experience that allowed us to become this amazing black box problem solver that it, like, I just never felt like there was ever anything that you could give us that we couldn't go just destroy because we had everything. We had everything that you needed. And on top of that, we became this really great team and that just was a really empowering and emboldening view of we can handle anything. But that yeah. only happened because we were so diverse. And it goes in all directions. I was just sitting here thinking, like, I've encountered teams, uh, Spotify. I've seen some videos of Spotify. They have youngish teams. Mm-hmm. So you could there – w- there could be contexts where hiring an old white guy – might be a diversity play. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Like you haven't. <laughs> That's pretty rare, but yeah, I guess that could happen. Yeah. No, no, no. In, yeah. in some organizations, yeah. right? Uh, startups in New York City, yeah. I can see, yeah. right. right? You don't have that. I'm not targeting. I'm, I'm, so don't be, don't become myopic in, in our views. Yeah. Like right. have emphasis points 
but be inclusive, right? Be inclusive, like have a really broad brushstroke for that. Uh, and I think I think taking that assessment, Metacasters, whether you're a leader and taking that diversity assessment or you're an individual contributor, take that diversity assessment and then do something with it at your current company. Say something about it. Um, and, and it's not challenge it, but it's like try to suggest creative ways. Hey, like find a Douglas Welton. Maybe you could introduce someone. The next hiring curve, you could refer someone who that you know is a diversity play that would mm-hmm. fit into your organizational culture but would distinctly challenge it or disrupt it in some way. Bring that person to bear. Introduce them. So it's not just the hiring. Like, like it's your company, Josh. It, 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 this is a retake, Metacasters, uh, of the diversity, so we're mm-hmm. doing it again. So part of my context is what Josh and I said, you know, the last time. But Josh, the last time we recorded this, he was taking a lot of personal – response he and the hr person were taking a lot of good thing a lot of personal responsibility for what do they do mm-hmm. and i would fl- and i was challenging him to you have to go out there and actively change how you find people yeah but at the same time everyone in the organization should be doing the same thing yeah agree it should be a recruiting firm of 100 people not the two of you or whatever mm-hmm. it is right 150 people whatever you have a, yeah. right that yeah. number should be actively going out there in their networks yeah and actively pulling people in, and not just anyone, not just Dockerville, yeah. but yeah. but pull, but showing the opportunity to hey, what can I do to help make my workplace more diverse? Right. Well, and so that's something that he and I both take very seriously. Number one, because we're leading this hiring process, but all but we also co-lead our diversity and inclusion guild. So yeah. it's like super front of mind for us. And that's something again for our company is very front of mind because we did the thing I just asked you as a listener to do in a leadership conference that we held with all the leaders across the organization. We did that. We hit the pause button and said, okay, look around this room. It's very white and we should do something about that. And here's what we're going to do. Here's how we're going to go tackle that. So we've started that and we've been going at it for about six months and we're making progress, but we aren't there. And one of the things that I stood up and said, I said, for those of you that believe this is important, I'm going to tell you why this is more important than you even know, because I have a 16 year old daughter that is starting to look at universities and colleges. And the number one thing that she looks for when we go on to a campus is how diverse is it? There have been campuses where we've been on campus for a half hour. And she's like, okay, daddy, I'm done. It's too white here. And it's just that that is 100% off the list. So as is normal, the next generation expects you to be better at this. So the next generation of talent that you're going to be hiring, that's going to continue to fuel the success of your company is expecting you to be diverse. So if you want to attract diversity, they're looking for diversity. So like, that's like, it's this chicken and egg problem of you have to start solving it now because the next wave of talent that's coming at you, if you aren't diverse, then you're getting scrapped, scratched off the list, just like that school was for my daughter. And that's just, that's the way it is, which a is really good, but if you want to be ready, 
you better start working right now. Absolutely. You said inclusion. I want to. I, I want to switch gears a bit. I want to add this to the hard bit. So it's diversity plus inclusion. Mm-hmm. So diversity is the hiring, the onboarding process, right? The finding folks and and injecting more diverse individuals into your workforce. And you, so to, you can do that's half of the battle. I mm-hmm. think. Let's look at that as fifty percent. A lot of people look at that as a hundred percent. Oh yeah, right. Point, I'm. I've, I've found these folks and, and I've hired them and they've, they've come through the HR onboarding process and now they have a chair or they have a virtual chair. I'm actually thinking that the inclusion side, mm-hmm. are their ideas embraced? Mm-hmm. Are we listening to them? Mm-hmm. Are we being inclusive? Are we, you know, are we working to integrate them into our team cultures, et cetera? That that actually activates them. So there's the diversity finding them part, and then to me, occlusion is the activation part. Uh, we have to work equally hard on that, yeah. right? Just like like again, throwing Douglas Welton into my team now. Part of it was he was an extrovert, and he right? Was, yeah, and he was. I think he, he was very skilled. And he was ready to he handle was, that. Yeah. He was, re- and in fact, in the interview, so it wasn't. I I strategized with him. I asked him. I'm like, I mean, I wasn't hiding it. I'm like, Doug, I'm hiring you because I'm excited to hire you, and I want you to come in and disrupt the shit out of us, mm-hmm. right? Can you do that? And he's like, Yes, I can. I think I can. I can sign up for some of that, right? And I explained what I was trying to do. And so I, as a leader, was creating the entry strategy, and I I had his back, but I still had to find opportunities or be supportive of him on the inclusion side of things. What do you think about that? Like 50-50, and we're not done. Yeah, you're right. When we hire them. Yes? Absolutely, because you likely have a problem. You are likely not in an inclusive environment. You might not like hearing that, but your environment clearly isn't inclusive because there's nothing to include. So the likelihood that when you bring in some diversity, there's going to be some rough patches is pretty high. And one of the things that we always do to try and detect that is in the hiring process, make sure the hiring team has diversity. Uh, Because we have had candidates that if, and I always like to do it with like pairs. Yep. And so we've had candidates where I've like gone in and ended early because we had a pair of folks. There was a man and a woman and the candidate only ever looked at the man when answering, never looked at the woman. So that was like, okay, thanks for playing. You're out. Right. But you have, there, there are ways to detect that. That's the inclusivity check, right? You can, you can, not that you're intentionally doing that, but you can observe that, right? You can observe, are they being balanced? Right. Right. And, and what's going on? I, I, I think that's, and I'm starting to think that, and the reason I'm amplifying it is because we're all over the hiring, Mm -hmm. the diversity hiring side of the fence. I'm I'm not just saying you guys, but the world is there. But I don't hear people talking about how do we land inclusion. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm coaching. Um, remember that group that I'm participating with, uh, coaching people of color mm-hmm. or helping coach people to become coaches. Uh, and that's a common, and they show vulnerability. So all of the, you know, maybe 10 uh, African American uh, or people of color uh, are in the, in the session that I'm thinking about. And they all were struggling with, having their voices heard. Mm -hmm. So they had jobs. They were part of, you know, they were part of diverse teams, but they were, 
they, but they weren't really. They weren't really. Yeah. I remember one and one one woman who was like in charge of a PMO at a state company. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she was she had just been promoted to a PM, like a lead PM project management office role. Mm-hmm. And uh, her biggest complaint is like it was sort of lip service. Mm-hmm. It was no one was really like she just didn't feel like she had any influence whatsoever. Her voice was being unheard in board meetings, in leadership meetings, et cetera, et cetera, with her team. I don't think it was there, but around her. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was looking for help. She's like, I don't know what I can do. I'm incredibly qualified. And they had put her in a temporary role. So it was like on one of these, you hear, we'll, we'll put you in here and see how you do. Mm. But then they weren't like activating her or something right. like that. And and I think that happens a lot. I'm, I'm, I'm sensing from that, that small group, but that happens a lot to right. those folks. So we have, we also have to focus on inclusion and how do we do that? Not, okay. that's yeah, not yeah. a question, yeah. but how do No, I, I mean, but I'm, it's listening. Yeah, Take, exactly. Right? It's listening. It's engaging. It's, it's, you know, when they have an idea, you know, consider consider how you would react to it from from from, from a middle aged white guy, and then look at it from that same point of view. It's like have the value there. Um, you have to be careful that you don't artificially do it. They they don't want to be they don't want to receive lip service in either direction. Right? Yeah, right. Like she didn't want she wanted no, honest yeah, emotional right. engagement with her ideas. Mm-hmm. She was she was trying to lead. Just wants to be a team member. Just yeah. wants to be fair. Just yeah. That actually, I want to bring up something too that makes this really a hard bit area. Is uh, I don't know if we've talked about this for, before, but my daughter uh, introduced this this subject to me. Uh, this notion of intersectionality. Have you ever heard of intersectionality? Yeah, I have learned about it very recently. Yes. Okay, so intersectionality. So we, you know, we stereotype it's like a black person, right, or a person of color. But that's one dimension. But then you can have uh, a, a black woman. So now I, you have someone who's African American, but they're also a woman. Uh, I could, they could have a neurodiversity challenge. Mm-hmm. So now I have a black woman who has some neurodiversity challenges. So, so that's an intersectionality profile of that person. Uh, so, so that's, that's, you can't just, you can't just look at them as black. It's really a complex sort of what recipe for mm-hmm. that person. The other thing Rhiannon told me with intersectionality is you don't, uh, you don't generalize. So if you've met one black woman, right. you've met one black woman. You right. buy that? Right. Yeah. Yeah. You can't, you haven't met all black women. Yeah. So now if there's two black women in your organization, you, you, you don't want to generalize in your thinking. Or if you've met one person who has uh, a neurodiversity challenge, so black woman neurodiversity, you've met one. Mm-hmm. And you have to sort of uniquely meet them where they are. Did I get it right? I think so. Yeah. I, I'm 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 still wrapping my head around it. But, it, yeah, it's something that I've learned recently as well. And it really is just uniqueness. It's the uniqueness. Yeah. So don't don't stereotype, right? Right. It's like I use these terms, and I use them to categorize like people of color, African Americans. I'm doing that to sort of have these discussions. Right. But when I'm meeting the people, there is a uniqueness that you have yeah. to. There's also like a uh, what a complexity, and this is true of all of us. Yeah. Like like me, you, you have to peel the onion sometimes to get to know. I, as you know, Josh, I am relatively unique. Correct. <laughs> so, so, so there's very few Bob Gillens in the world, probably. So you have to meet them that way. Yeah. It, 
it is just easy slash lazy to paint with a really broad brush stroke as opposed to really investing the time and using like that one single hair from that brush. Like this, this is that, like, that's it. I'm going to paint this one very narrow line because that's all it really is. Not, I've got this like four inch brush that I'm just going to blah and put well, this even, paint over Even it. in the African-American community, my daughter tells me that women, so we can say African-Americans, which is inclusive of men and women, mm-hmm. right? But within that community, she says, women, the women are very challenged in that community. So there's a, almost a sub-stereotyping yep. Yep. of the women in that community. Mm-hmm. So you really, again, the uniqueness. You don't want to generalize, oh, it, it's this cloud of African-Americans, right? right? It's you want to you want to embrace the women. The women are challenged in that space, and so meet them from mm-hmm. that from that space. Um, historically, they've been challenged with even black men, yeah, uh, not not respecting them or whatever or right. stereotyping yeah. them. I I have a I had an epiphany. Can I bring it up? Sure. This is exciting. I feel like we need like epiphany music now. Do 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 do. No, uh, <laughs> that's not what I was expecting. So. I'm thinking, I put down, I, I take notes, Metacaster, sometimes. So Josh doesn't. He just, he's an extra, extemporaneous kind of guy. I, Let's just get to the point. So, uh, diversity guests. Mm-hmm. Maybe we could invite some diversity guests every once in a while to the Metacast. That'd be good. So we are. So I'm thinking again of challenging yeah, us. Right, yeah. We are the qu- we are the quintessential two well, one middle aged white guy and one senior aged white guy. Senior, nice, yeah. Uh in technology. And I was just, as we were talking, I'm like, gosh, we should put our money where our mouth is and like invite other people mm-hmm. in the Metacast and create diversity in the Metacast itself every once in a while. Now we certainly don't want to lose the wonderful sort of chemistry between Josh and I Metacaster. So don't worry. I'm not I'm not saying we're going to do it permanently, but what do you what do you think about that? That I, sounds good. I know it's a technology challenge. Yeah, it's something that we're not good at, but there's other people that are good at it that we know that are in our podcast network that there's no reason there's some there's we some can't folks, solve that problem. There's some folks I I'm excited I would be excited to invite. Yeah. I'd like to get some some female perspectives in here. Mm-hmm. Uh, coaching perspectives, et cetera, leadership perspectives. Right. I, I actually think it might create some spiciness in, Would in these. Would you talk less? I'd have to. I, this is why I'm so excited about the concept. I'd have to, <laughs> right? Is, listeners, I, I, I can't remember the last time I was so excited. I'd have to create more space, yeah. right? I'd have to intentionally do amazing. it. And, then, and I'd have to be terse. <laughs> my God, I'd have to like boil my... Man. I, know. I wonder. I wonder if after doing this, like say a hundred times, that you would then apply those to a regular medicast. To a regular medicast and create. I I could be trainable. Wow. It would be like having a dog treat and I salivate. Right. Yeah. It could be like I could be trained. Are you putting? Look, man, you're like I the w- wheels are turning. I wish people could see my wheels turning because it's happening. The <laughs> wheels are turning. Uh, you know what? And, and it may not be best from a technology, from a sound quality perspective, but I'm wondering. Yeah. I think it's worth it to try yeah. that. Would you be willing to run it? Yeah. 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 We can do that. I'd like us to walk our talk. Okay. With that. Sounds and, good. And I think we're going to create some spiciness. Uh, and I already have some folks that I'm thinking of inviting. There's this uh, a coach in uh, Florida, Anjali Leon. I, I'd love to get her. She talks about embracing your 
your male side and your female side. Like all leaders should embrace both sides. And when she first said that, you know, a big part of me was like, what? What? <laughs> like, what? What did she just say? Right. Did she, is she calling me something? Right. Is she, it was, it was, it was very cool, actually. I like being disrupted okay. that way. Cool. Good. Well, okay. So before we wrap this up, before we do the proverbial fork, we accept this is hard. And our hope is that in the last half hour ish or so that you recognize some of the challenges that are there, that are there in front of you, in front of all of us. But we also hope that you accept those challenges and commit to going and making a difference and commit to changing and righting some of these wrongs because it won't just accidentally happen. It's no different, like Bob said, to your agile transformation or changing the culture. If you just kind of wait for it to happen, nothing will really change. So you have to take an active role and help your community, your company, the society make the changes that we need. I mean, you said that eloquently. The only thing I would say is a metaphor, Metacasters, uh, as a disruptive metaphor, if you remember uh, Doc in Back to the Future, I want you to become a mad scientist when it comes to diversity and inclusion and inclusion. There is no try. Become a mad scientist and just disrupt your butt off. That's what we need to do right now. So, so go and do that. Wow. Hey. That from nice. from beautiful downtown Cary, North Carolina. I'm Bob Galen. And I'm Josh Anderson. Shake and bake. Take care, y'all.